Welcome to the Bob Cash Podcast. My name is Don. Close. You almost had it. And my name is Scott. You told me to do the <laughs> intro just like you do the intro. <laughs> All right, I'll do it. Welcome to the podcast. No, 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 no. I'm going to do it right this time. <laughs> All right, ready? Okay. Three, two, one. Welcome to the Bobcash Podcast. My name is Scott. And my name is Don. Wait, what happens Good after job. that? Wow, that's weird. I don't know. It's weird being on the side of the, the intro. Yeah, I don't know what to do now either. I feel... I feel like I don't like know what to do missing. now. Something's yeah. missing. Because, <laughs> right, isn't there something we do after that? Yeah, we talk about whatever. I know. It feels more seamless when you do it. I think we messed it up. Yeah, let's never do this again. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how many years uh, have we been doing this? And I don't think I've done the intro once. We tallied it last time. We did. But like three or something. No. I was actually thinking, I think last time it was like... No, because it was longer than that. Because it was because we spent like three years on Deuteronomy just in itself. Hold on. Let's get to our... I, I can get to our site, but I don't know if I can get to our like first post. <clears throat> So Which is uh, podcast.podbean.com. Oh, yeah, you haven't done that one in a while. Yeah, yeah I used to be really good at that. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not. And here's, my, here's our email, and here's our... Uh, All right, itchy knows. Uh, no. No, no, I don't think we're Barnes & Noble. Is Barnes & Noble still a thing? I, I thought yeah, we, we, <laughs> we ordered gifts from there for our kids. Oh. You got them books? Uh, why aren't you good parents? Uh, books and games. Okay. Yeah, you don't, you don't get your kids books? Um, we make them read all year round, so, yeah, books usually for our kids aren't really a... I mean, we do make them read all year round, but, like, yeah. some of them actually ask for books. Yeah, I haven't had that problem yet. I mean, no, I mean, she, she will. Like, <laughs> she does, like, a certain series. Um, but, yeah, if they're, they're not usually asking, Daddy, will you buy us a book? Yeah. As he's a big-time book guy... <clears throat> Like, he's really a huge book reader. Okay. Um, they've all gone through that. Well, we also offered them, like, we gave them an end-of-the-year reading challenge where we offered, like, money for books. Okay. May 31st, 2017 was our first posting. Okay. So, 1718, 1819, 1920, 2021, 2022, so five it's years. five years. Wow. What? Wow. We could have a big five-year extravaganza. I could have. Well, wait. Oh, yeah, because that's already passed. We're almost to six years, so five and a we half We get a big six-year extravaganza. All right, we'll do a big six-year extravaganza. <laughs> I almost thought, because I posted uh, the last one of 2022, so people are listening to this. This will be in 2023. And I was almost like, maybe we should do like a like a special year-end. <laughs> Too late now. Yeah. <sighs> oh, yeah, because the but, year is next week. Right. Wait, may, maybe next uh, week, auditors. but you don't know. So they'll get this in June. Well. Maybe. No. no? I've been pretty good at posting, and I've got... Okay, yeah. Let's see here. You like March, maybe April, if things go wonky? It's going to be like four four degrees tomorrow Tomorrow. night, yeah. Yeah. So um, it'll be warmer than hopefully four degrees with... Oh, and the wind's supposed to be like 45 mile an hour winds. Yeah, I saw that too. I, I got a... Did you get a text from... Duke, that was like, there's a likelihood that you could lose power. Oh, we no. like, want you to be prepared. Dukes Ooh. are uh, electric people. Okay, maybe I need to give me a portable heater. Um, oh, I. We were talking about getting that because we never owned a sub pump before. Mm-hmm. We were talking about getting a generator okay. just in case, but we didn't because we found out generators are really expensive. Oh, my dad had one, but he just left town. <laughs> oh, well. Break in? Oh, right. my. 
Hope my food doesn't get cold. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that's what I said. I was like, well, worst case, we just put the stuff on the back porch. <laughs> uh, yeah, seriously. Like, that is the worst case scenario as well. Yeah. At least well, things won't go bad. It'd be cold inside. So, yeah. Well, yeah, because I I turn the heat down when they leave because I work from home still. Mm-hmm. And I turn the heat down. Like, it's we keep it, like, at 68. And I turn it down when they leave to, like, 66. Okay. And it doesn't get to that cold until about 2 or 3 in the afternoon. Oh, wow. Um, however, I have a feeling if it's negative 20 degrees outside or whatever, that, that would be a lot faster. So if we have a, <coughs> if we have a gas stovetop, then... Yes. Sorry. Yes, if you have a gas stovetop. My, my daughter walked in and... You have her slide a note under the door next time. Yeah. <laughs> um, gas stovetop. I could just take a lighter and light that, right? Uh, it should already be on. Oh, because the clicking lighter thing wouldn't even... Right. So you should be able to cook uh... on the... I don't know about the... Uh, we haven't had gas since our first apartment together. Oh, we just took a walk. I know you had gas. Well, besides that. Okay. We haven't had home heating provided by gas. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think you can, though. I think okay. you can still cook off of it. Just Good luck. Huddle around the stove. Yeah. yeah. Oh. I'm more worried about bursting pipes. You have to make sure you keep the water running okay. so they don't freeze up. Any exterior... I think we would only have one exterior wall that would have pipes, and that would be in the garage, technically. Yeah, I don't know, actually. We'll find out the hard way. Hopefully, you don't find out at all. That's true. Actually, uh, yeah, We also have packs, which is a little less cranky, okay. but yeah, you still don't want to. Well, we have mostly new pipes. You just have to keep it dripping. Okay. Is what they tell you. Okay, so just keep everything dripping. So do you have, do you have a uh, gas water heater? We don't. Uh, I don't know. If you have a gas water heater, you might have hot water. Okay. We, we don't. We'd have to go visit someone. I'll talk to Sarah, yeah. We, we, so we live in a newer area where all the lines are underground. Mm-hmm. However, last summer sometime, somebody hit a pole. Or no, a tree. Excuse me, I think a tree fell on a pole and took power out. Okay. Going into it. <clears throat> so what's good, though, is that we're next to the hospital and it, we're on the mm. same circuit. So they got them up like, like it took, that's when you lost power. Remember you yeah. lost it for days? Uh-huh. Yeah, we had it within hours. Wow. We got it like that night, like in, like three or four hours because they can't leave the hospital on the generators too long. See, so, well, we used to like every house we've been in for most of our lives, okay, our lives, our marriage, <laughs> has been like on a grid that matters. So like we've been on a hospital grid. We've been on like Kroger's grid and Kroger's or grocery oh, yeah. store, like, you know, they oh, they're nationwide now. Um, and, and so like, we've always been somewhere that with someone that's got power to, you know, we got to get our power back on. And now we live in Bontill, which for, for most of the world, um, Bontill is not the most lovely neighborhood, um, in the world. You got a great view at the end of your street of the, the, the <laughs> and trains, the, what is it? The, um, brew through corner. But I think what almost every corner's got a brew through. Oh, is that like a drive through where you go? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. So yeah, drive through your beer. Sorry, we had a lot of those in Middletown. I never heard it called that. Oh, you've never so, heard of that? No, never wow. heard of brew through. Yeah. So we had a bunch of brew throughs. <laughs> we walked past where wasn't there like a shooting by that hook chicken fish 
cooked thing. Cooking chicken, yeah. Yeah, or like some guy crawled there like to avoid dying or something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we were walking past it like, oh, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, they got good funnel cakes in the parking lot. Yeah, you know. Uh-huh. We, we should do that one of these times. We should. Yeah. Well, I, I was surprised they're even still open. Like, I just figured they'd close during the winter, but no. Um, got generator. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like a food truck with funnel cakes only. Yeah, just I sitting in there hooking fish. Yeah, hooking, that, yeah. yeah. And then we have... Yeah, see, we had gunshots the other night. I, I went to Naomi's room. I was like, tell you what, let's turn the other direction so you're not sitting by the na- the window. <laughs> Which is, I doubt is our direct back neighbor because they're usually pretty cool. And gunshots usually echo. Right. So. Um, oh, I was thinking the front. Like, but you, yeah, your road probably doesn't get anyone that doesn't. No. You don't get a lot of stray traffic. No, our neighborhood is pretty cool. They're mostly old people. And actually, most of them are Christians and They've been here, living here longer than I've been alive. Except for that one guy who deals drugs. Uh, he's gone. Huh. And I'm not for sure he didn't, but... I was kidding, but hey. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe God pronounced judgment on him before his time. That's uh, theologically wrong. Um, Our neighbors are... Blessings coming? Well, you I'm know, to actually, <laughs> I think that they just had a crappy shepherd and they ah, didn't realize who their real shepherd not is. not a German shepherd, am I right? <laughs> No, it was a pit bull. <laughs> um, the official dog of Cincinnati. <laughs> um, so with that, um, so and unfortunately, um, Israel has not always had good shepherds. Um, and I'm sure many of us have been in spots where we haven't had good shepherds, but that doesn't matter. Um, because, That's another podcast. Yeah. That is true. The it death, does uh, the actually rise and matter. Fall of Mars Hill. Uh, um, we both lived that, and we didn't even go to Mars Hill. Yes, that is very true. Oh, hopefully nobody listens to. That. Oh shoot! Well, I was gonna say I'm still if, living it. If but. you've been yelled at and accused of things by your pastor that are untrue because you attacked his ego, we have the podcast for you. It's yeah. not ours. No, <laughs> it's not. Um, so it's kind of like the production value of that one like makes ours look. <laughs> yeah. I, I use Logic Pro. We try. <laughs> um, so anyway. Yeah. Um, so we are Ezekiel 34. Um, I, I was telling Don that I've, I'm a little bit further ahead than Ezekiel 34 in studying because it's just, it's getting good. Um, and we're finally to that place of re- restoration. Um, and so I think we start to see some of that uh, more so in, in, in chapter 34. And actually, you probably won't listen to it around Christmas. Um, however, it actually can be a fairly good Christmas um, chapter if you're thinking, thinking about that. Mm-hmm. I was thinking that. Um, if you're thinking about God's role as a shepherd and um, really some of the prophetic things that kind of occur in there. So, I'll read. Hey, really quick before you read. Did you listen to our O Come, O Come, Emmanuel? Oh, dude. I cannot tell you. Wait. It for, um, was it The Gate? The, no, no. The one that my friend and I wrote? No. Oh, afterwards. Okay, I want to hear it. Yeah. Okay. It's so bad. Remind it's, me. To- it's like so really bad. Like, not good, bad. It's bad, bad. It's awesome, but it's bad. Well, that's what makes it good, bad, yeah. is that it is that bad, bad. Okay, I yeah. definitely want to hear it. All right. So yeah, um, you want to. Yeah. But let me tell you about what was at the gate later. Oh on. yeah. I, I don't want to tell you about that now. But. Oh, I've listened. Have you listened to the Lowborn EP? Uh, I've heard some of it. Uh, I so I don't like the song <clears throat> "Oh Come Thou Long Expected Jesus." Uh-huh. Like I hate the melody of it. Okay. And all my friends, are like, it's too great. It's whatever. 
ever. And I'm like, no, no, it's not. Um, but yeah, they do uh, a holy night on there. Yeah, I, I do. I, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then the song No Tomorrow. No Tomorrows. No Tomorrows. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. That has been a super fan. That has become my number one worship song for the past couple weeks. Yeah. Like, we uh, they're from Cedarville. Are they really? Which is like maybe 45, 50 minutes from here. Nah. Yeah, Justice played a football game up there. Nah. Yeah. Did you know that at the time? Nope. <laughs> wow. So yeah, Ohio boys. Okay. There we go. All right. Forty-five minutes from us. Yeah. So uh, that's enough banter. Let's okay. read. Okay. <laughs> yeah, All right. Um, so chapter thirty-four, maybe one through ten. Yeah, that's good. Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel. Prophesy and say to those shepherds, Thus says the Lord, God, woe, shepherds of Israel who have been feeding themselves. Should not the herds feed the flock? Wait, what are you... What translation is this? Why not the ESV? Oh, shoot. <laughs> I'm like, what? I was like, mine doesn't say woe. <laughs> yeah, I, no, mine says ah. So, okay, um... That, what is that? Is that NASB? That's NASB. Oh, uh, that's a good, that's a great yeah. translation, though. We just haven't that's been using it. My keyword study Bible. Ah. Um, ah. Ah. All right. Let's try this again, but in the ESV version. And you know I'm not editing any of this, so fire in the hole. <laughs> no, that's fine. All right. The word of the Lord, the word of the Lord came to me, son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel, prophesy and say to them, even to the shepherds, thus says the Lord God, ah, shepherds of Israel who have been feeding yourselves, should not shepherds feed the sheep? You eat the fat, you clothe yourselves with the wool, you slaughter the fat ones, but you do not feed the sheep. The weak you have not strengthened, the sick you have not healed, the injured you have not bound up, the strayed you have not brought back, the lost you have not sought with and with force and harshness you have ruled them. So they scattered because there was no shepherd and they became food for all the wild beasts. My shepherd were scat- my sheep were scattered, they wandered over all the mountains and on every high hill. My sheep were scattered over the face of the earth, with none to search or seek for them. Therefore, you shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. As I live, declares the Lord God, surely because my sheep have become a prey, and my sheep have become food for all the wild beasts, since there was no shepherd, and because my shepherds have not searched for my sheep... But the shepherds have fed themselves and have not fed my sheep. Therefore, you shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord your thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am against the shepherds, and I will require my sheep at their hand. Put a stop to their feeding the sheep. No longer shall the shepherds feed themselves. I will rescue my sheep from their mouths, that they may not be food for them. Nice. Ouch. Ouch. <coughs> yes. <clears throat> Um, one common metaphor that you listeners can keep in mind is that, um, using shepherd interchangeably with ruler, uh, is very common, uh, practice, uh, in the old Testament, mm-hmm. uh, and new for that matter. But yeah, that's something to keep in the back of your mind. I have to cough. <clears throat> okay. Sorry. So what you got? Uh, well, that was one of the big ones that uh, was interesting. One of the commentaries I was reading actually uh, went through this section and talked about how this is 
<laughs> I don't know. He, he kind of went off on mega churches. Mm-hmm. Uh, he basically said like anything over a couple hundred people, and this is what you see repeatedly. And I'm like, well, <clears throat> there are cases of those that might not be, but he does make a good point that it is very common that large churches are full of shepherds that are feeding themselves mm. and not necessarily taking care of their flock. Um, I I mean, I kind of agree. Um, if the rulers are taking care of themselves, if they're eating the fat, and I think the, some translations say like eating the curds, so they're basically getting the nutrition, the fat, the value out of it, and then leaving nothing. We'll see another example of this a little bit later um, in the same chapter. Then, yeah, uh, I mean... Man, I'm like, uh, shoot, man, someone's going to get mad at me. Um, <laughs> I've seen a lot, and I'm not even, I'm even talking about some of the pastors of even kind of smaller. I'm not even saying like 5,000 people. I'm saying like, you know, 1,000, whatever. Um, man, this is hard. Um, I've seen pastors wearing Patagonia fleeces that cost $175 um, while they're asking people to donate money to their food banks or to their, uh, you know, help closets and stuff like that. Um, And those are some of the first things that like came to my mind. And this is where one of those like, it's not wrong to own a $179 Patagonia sweater. But if you know people in your flock are starving and you're like, you know, driving a 2023 Jeep <laughs> with an off-roading kit while wearing, I'm not pointing to anybody. If mm-hmm. you're a pastor who drives a Jeep wearing a Patagonia sweater and you take constant vacations to, you know, the Rocky Mountains to go skiing, that's a coincidence. Like, I really don't know anybody that does that. So, <laughs> um, But I do know pastors that live that kind of lifestyle and it's not because they have a generous friend it's because they're spending all those finances and they're making ridiculous sums of money pastoring and they're making these ridiculous sums because they have a thousand donors every sunday there's nothing wrong with paying a pastor there's nothing wrong with a pastor getting paid well and his family being taken care of. See where I'm nervous about how this comes out? Yeah. (laughs) But we see a very big warning here that, and we know that like rulers and shepherds maybe not necessarily discussing the priests, but dang, do we correlate shepherds and clergy quite a bit. Yeah. So you're going to let me just sit here and keep sticking my foot in my mouth because, like, you know, I'm about to poop out some shoelaces. <laughs> I, well, I have to be careful, um, and I'll tell you why I have to be careful in a minute. But first I had my – we were, we did our Christmas early because my dad was leaving town. And uh, so when we were doing Christmas early, um, my my brother started talking. I was asking him what church he went to, and um, he was talking about – that one? No. Oh, no, no, okay. no, 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 no. Okay. Um, There's a really weird <clears throat> church right near my house. I was hoping yeah. you didn't go to. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, we passed that and Hadessa's like, 
Why is that there? Why is that second commandment violation there? Yeah, actually, that was kind of where the conversation went. But anyway. It's um, a giant statue of Jesus that looks like he's offering you a $5 foot long. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, it used to be touchdown Jesus, and it got struck by lightning and caught on fire. Praise be to God. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then they replaced it with Subway Jesus. Is that what that's called now? Um, so if you are bored, get on Google and look up either Hug Me Jesus or $5 foot long Jesus, okay. and you'll probably find the statue. Yeah, okay. And then you'll know that about 10 minutes away from where I live. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Maybe about 30, uh, 20 from me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so my my brother used to go to one of the local churches in Cincinnati or or a branch of it. And he was spending, you know, they were talking about, um, oh, they spent a whole series um, talking about how you should give up your 501 or your 40401. Yeah, that one. Your 401 and um, get rid of, sell your car and just drive one car. And then the exact next week, he's bragging about a new boat he bought. And my brother was like, Wait a minute. Nope. What? Not going to the. Wait, was this Eminem? <clears throat> huh? No, this was. Um, oh, I was like, that, I can't imagine. Um, There's another pastor that we know that. That, um, yes. Yeah, you uh-huh. do have to be careful with that. One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but but Ooh. for me, um, it has been, and this church is that that church is known for not being great with discipleship and not being great with bringing people in, but You've not got necessarily me over here right now because I'm, you know I've already had a lot against them. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, but but for me, I, I go to a smaller um, church, and I, I don't know how much. I would say it is a a wealthier, it's a wealthy white church, um, if I'm being fully honest. And and it's kind of one of those where I don't know if money plays a huge role, but I have definitely, you have definitely seen where those that are called to be shepherds of the church has really dropped the ball um, with how it is that they shepherd people. And we've had a really bad experience. So it's, Mm. this is where I have to be careful. Um, to to make sure my heart stays soft um, in this situation, realizing although they may love Jesus, they are put in that role of shepherding. Um, and even when we don't shepherd well, because I think all of us end up in that boat in some place where we don't shepherd and or play the role of a Christian as we should, I found great hope in the next section. Um, yeah, so to clear the air, if you're listening to this on your iPhone 14 Pro Max, supersize me, Android Pixel 27, while wearing your Patagonia, drinking your latte, like, I get it. Like, it, it, like I said, this is very hard. Like, we, I'm in a situation where I work for a private company and I get paid very well for what I do and... I'm not exactly out there feeding everybody and donating all my wealth. And like, I mean, for the love of all that's holy, I'm sitting here with an iPad air with my notes, with my Apple pencil, like, you know, like it's, there's a, to me, there's kind of like a line between (sighs) I'm living comfortably. I'm providing for my family. I do have perks. um, And I'm robbing people of their tithes and offering and buying a boat Mm -hmm. like there's this there's definitely a difference there that's that's what i'm and it's really hard to draw that line like it's just really hard if you go up and you preach 
empty that 401k and then they come back the next week and brag about a boat. It's different if you say, hey, let's be good stewards. Um, and then the next week you talk and say, hey, so, you know, we got a boat. <laughs> like, But that, it's so hard. This is such a well, it, crappy it, area to try and exegete. <laughs> and it, well, it's hard also because, I mean, I mean, we've been studying the Old Testament for quite a while. And the first people... Um, to go ahead and get slammed when Israel falls away is the shepherds, the leaders, and that's not just the kings, right. the princes. That's that's the priests. The, Those the priests are, get hit hard. Yeah, they do. Go back mm-hmm. and listen to some of the earlier ones. Yeah, um, and even in the New Testament, if if I remember correctly, they are leaders are held to a higher standard. Um, and so it's one of those that that if you are called to be an elder or a shepherd. Um, if you are called to, to lead and to shepherd and disciple other people, we are called to a higher standard in those situations. And God takes that that role of shepherding very seriously. Like, um, like I know pastors who have maybe double incomes and stuff like that. And so they're doing things a little more comfortably, blah, blah, blah. So I'm going to quit disclaimering. But once again, that's kind of a different situation than... I'm just trying to cover all the bases for any of my pastor friends that might listen. Yeah. <laughs> like that's once again, kind of a different situation between give me all your money. I got a boat. <laughs> and, and this is not a, this is not a pastor bashing. It's not an elder bashing. It's, it is. I, yeah, yeah. This yeah. is, this started because the, the one commentary that I use has been very good so far. Um, really does harp on this point that like a maximum for per shepherd at a church should probably be around 200. So he does say that like, you know, if you've got a church of like a thousand, you need to have shepherds ministering with no more than a max of 200 people so that they can, you know, obviously get in and dig yeah. deep with them and shepherd them well, um, is what his point is. Yeah. We took our own tangent, but it is something that I have been, Yeah, it, it's been on my mind a little bit. And then I know we've been struggling a lot with it where we're currently at. Um, and it, it, it's hard um, when, when you're when you're talking about that. But I think I can speak for Don. And if, if I can't, then yell at me. But but I think Don and I both um, can say that we have met and are in good relationship with some elders and pastors that um, have a very good heart and that shepherd well oh, definitely. and that shepherd yeah. biblically. Yeah. Um, and so the unfortunate part is there are those shepherds that are bad, but even in those shepherds that do it well, um, they still mess up um, and they still don't do it perfectly. And when I say they mess up, they mess up often. Um, even so we um, it's kind of, I guess, public knowledge. We left the church about a year and some change ago uh, because of uh some intense disagreements and things that weren't going well, but there's still one of the pastors stepped down. Um, but there's still a couple of pastors there that like, if you went there and you needed to talk to somebody you're in the area, I'd refer you to, Mm -hmm. I mean, just wonderful men that I would never hesitate, um, to tell you to go talk to. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's, and that's even at a church where we left in a sour disposition like we yeah. did not leave like on the happiest of terms kind of thing yeah um at our new church yeah same thing great men um there's four pastors there i don't know one of them that well but like they're all insanely good men that are very much about you know mm-hmm. shepherding well yeah as far i mean unless they're doing a really good job pretending they've 
they bamboozled us because we're members now. Yeah. So. But but even in those, I'm sure there's still times. Only like 200 people. (laughs) Well, I I think there is. Well, unfortunately, we we are a smaller church, and we still does still doesn't. You you know, the average church size in America. Now, this is back when we were planting. It could be different. Now it was like 80. Mm-hmm. So if you're 200, you're technically a larger yeah. church. Okay, then we are. It, so yeah, yeah. But but even with that, you're still going to find that imperfection, and I think that's where we see the second part of Ezekiel 34 become awesome because you can have the really crappy shepherds, um, preachers, elders, whatever. You can have the really good elders, shepherds, teachers. Um, but really, when it comes down to it, um, they are absolutely nothing compared to what we're going to see God's promise in the next part of Ezekiel 34, yeah. um, where there is really only one good, amazing shepherd. And, and I think we even see that um, in Matthew when, when he says he's willing to lay down his life for his sheep. Um, and how often are we going to really see that with any any current shepherd, um, no matter how good or how bad they are? Um, and, you know, sometimes it's just giving up your time, we're going to see God's going to give up a whole lot more than that. So really quick, last thing in this section, um, <clears throat> verses 7 through 9, uh, there's kind of a repeat, repetition. <clears throat> Therefore, you shepherds, hear the word of the Lord, as I live, declares the Lord, surely because my sheep have become prey and my sheep have become food for all the wild beasts since there was no shepherd. And because my shepherds have not searched for my sheep, but my shepherds have fed themselves and have not fed my sheep, therefore you shepherds hear the word of the Lord. So that little repetition in there uh, basically is uh, legal or legalese or common legalese that they would uh, often do before sentencing. So when you get to verse 10, thus says the Lord, behold, I am against the shepherds and I will require my sheep at their hand. Sorry requiring my sheep at their hand and put a stop to their feeding the sheep. Uh, No longer shall the shepherds feed themselves. I will rescue my sheep from their mouths that they may not be food for them. So there's like that legalese of like, these are the charges. I'll make them clear because in Hebrew, a lot of times, or sorry, in Greek, actually, it's they repeat, they do the repetition. Um, So maybe the Hebrew is not the same, but um, he's basically making the point clear here. Um, this is what you did. This is what you did. This is what you did. Now here's your sentence. Mm-hmm. So there's All a right. lot of legalese in the Deuteronomy and the prophets. Oh well, yeah, so. we saw that out in Deuteronomy. Yeah, tons. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So how big the next section? Um, uh, eleven through sixteen. Okay. Um, yeah, that looks about right. Yep. All right. Cool. That's where my green pen ends and my purple yeah. begins. Mine goes between that. Mine goes to 22, but I was as I was looking, I was like, I think we can break it up. All right. So 11, chapter 34 of Ezekiel, um, 11 through 16 um, in the ESV, for real, for real. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, for thus says the Lord God, behold, I, I myself will search for my sheep and will seek them out. As a shepherd seeks out his flock when he is among his sheep that have been scattered, so will I seek out my sheep, and I will rescue them from all the places where they have been scattered, on a day of clouds and thick darkness. And I will bring them out from the peoples, and will gather them from the countries, and will bring them into their own land, and I will feed them on the mountains of Israel, by the ravines and in all the inhabited places of the country. I will feed them with good pasture, and on the mountain heights of Israel shall be their grazing land. There they shall lie 
lie down in good grazing land and on rich pasture. They shall feed on the mountains of Israel. I myself will be the shepherd of my sheep, and I myself will make them lie down, declares the Lord God. I will seek the lost, and I will bring back the strayed. I will bind up the injured, and I will strengthen the weak, and the fat and the strong... Wait. And the fat and the strong I will destroy. I will feed them in justice. So if you didn't go to Psalm 23 in your brain. <laughs> um, go to Psalm 23 in your brain. Yeah, I, I really did the whole time. I kept thinking like, mm-hmm. lie down in green pastures, right? Lie down in great pastures, graze, rest, give you rest, graze, take it easy. Mm-hmm. I'll make it, I'll heal you. I'll bind you up, keep you well. Yeah. I'll destroy your captors. Oh, Make sure that you're strong. (laughs) (laughs) I think, I know for me, this was incredibly powerful (laughs) because during a time when I'm in the midst of bad shepherding um, and sometimes I feel like at a point of just losing a heart um, and trying not to be, trying to keep a soft heart, um, and trying to continue to see the good parts of what God is doing through his church as a whole. It is refreshing, reassuring to know that I have a God who he is my shepherd. And so no matter what I experience, um, whether it's a good elder, a bad elder, a good pastor, a bad pa- pastor, a good shepherd, a bad pa- shepherd, it doesn't matter because God is my shepherd and holding someone else to a standard of who God is as my shepherd. You can never find anything like that. And, and so at least for me in this, it's like, Oh, you know, God is good. God is my shepherd. Um, and he has every, he'll take care of all those needs and he'll do it well and he'll do it perfect. Um, and to me, it just brings joy, um, rest, refreshment, um, gratefulness, I guess, and just knowing that God is choosing to be my shepherd and to play that role. Um, but again, I'm in the midst of stuff like that. But it's it's really good to go back and go, yes, you know, I got a good God. And there's somewhat of a finality to this message because the <clears throat> verse 12 uh, mentions that day of clouds and thick darkness that's thick with two seas. Um, they that's uh, another eschatological uh, phrase, uh, basically day of the Lord, end of the times phrase. So this is not a you're going to temporarily lie down and then you're going to have to get up and go through it all again. Um, there's actually a, a a finality to this that when God does it, it's done, it's over, it's rest, it's healing. And it's vanquishing of your enemies kind mm-hmm. of thing. Was that me or you buzzing? Yeah, that was me. Okay, good. Because I don't want to be bothered. No. <laughs> well, and, and it shows ownership too. Behold, I I myself will search for my sheep and mm-hmm. will seek them out. Um, yeah, I actually made a note that 11 and 15, uh, the verses, uh, are God being personal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I myself will be the shepherd of my sheep, mm-hmm. and I myself will make them lie down, declares the Lord God. I seek the lost, and I will bring back the strayed. I will bind up the injured. He's not, I will strengthen the weak and, and the fat and the strong. I will destroy. I will feed them in justice. So, like, 
I mean, God is saying he is going to take care of it all. Um, and yeah, not someone else. Not not Ezekiel. Um, I mean, no one. Yeah, he's not appointing a, another prophet or another judge. Or right. Judge being like the judge is like Joshua. Yeah. Not like, you know, another person to pass judgment. But he's not doing that either. So. Yeah. God himself is going to be that shepherd mm-hmm. um, and that good shepherd. All right. All right. So. I got a quick go to bed late and waking up early. <laughs> <laughs> um, 34... Um, uh, you mean 17 through what? Yeah, so chapter 7, chapter 34, 17 through... 24. 24. Probably yeah. good, yeah. yeah. All right. Um, <clears throat> As for you, my flock, thus says the Lord God, behold, I judge between sheep and sheep between rams and male goats. Is it not enough for you to feed on the good pasture that you must tread down with your feet the rest of your pasture and to drink of clear water that you must muddy the rest of the water with your feet? And must my sheep eat what you have trodden with your feet and drink what you have muddied with your feet? Therefore, thus says the Lord God to them, Behold, I I myself will judge between the fat sheep and the lean sheep, because you push with side and shoulder and thrust at all the weak and with your horns till you have scattered them abroad. I will rescue my flock. They shall no longer be a prey. And I will judge between sheep and sheep. And I will set up over them one shepherd, my servant David, and he shall feed them. He shall feed them and be their shepherd. And I, the Lord, will be their God. And my servant David shall be prince among them. I am the Lord. I have spoken. Wait a minute. David's going to get reborn from death and he's going to come back. Just kidding. Hmm. Maybe it's just prophesying of one to come that's in the line of David. So... Maybe it's a messianic promise that it uses the typology of David. Huh. You have to expand that. Sounds like a really good Christmas passage, although you're not coming up on Christmas. Right. You're Well, you might be. You're coming up on Easter. Some maybe. Well, unless you listen to it in July, then you're coming up on Christmas in July. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep, yeah. yep. Yeah. Um <laughs> Well, um, I think we see that people are going to be judged according to their own actions. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think I saw a couple different things in regards to those that are muddying the waters. What, what did you have specifically for that? You know what? Honestly, I didn't dwell on that too much. But basically, the, the picture is this. Um, you know, imagine like... Guy goes in, sees soda fountain, goes up with cup. Instead of doing that, puts his mouth all over the spigot, empties soda into mouth, spits all over the place and makes a mess of it, and then basically breaks a hole in it and spills soda all over the floor so nobody else can have any. Now, one guy got what he wanted, but made it so nobody else gets theirs. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with, like, the sheep and goats trampling stuff. They go in and they, they walk into the pasture and, oh, this is comfortable. You can lay down in it you can eat it you can whatever and they just make a mess in it it would be like once again uh big giant christmas dinner oh. uh that's been set out for your whole family and you know your weird uncle walks in the front door and then like you know dives on the table and rolls around and like sticks his finger in all the pies and eats them and then double dips and everything and makes it unusable for everybody else mm-hmm. and that's what these 
fat pastors, shepherds, yep. fat pastor, I said pastor, mm-hmm. shepherds, rulers are doing. Mm-hmm. They're taking it for themselves and leaving the crap for everybody else. Yep. We said crap a lot in this podcast. We have said, yeah. But body mouth. It's muddied waters. Yeah. And crap in muddied waters. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah, true. yeah. Um, Ooh, that would be an interesting word study. <laughs> Actually, sometimes we, we miss out on those. You're going to talk and I'm going to do a quick word study. Oh. <laughs> now, and, and this is where I didn't know. Um, some people were saying it was specifically those shepherds that it was talking about. Um, others said that it's, I, I read a couple commentaries where it said it, it's not necessarily distinct to pastors, but or to shepherds, but it was a... Um, I said shepherd rulers. Yeah, shepherd rulers. But it was focused on so pastor rulers or whatever. Anybody that was in the that took advantage of the lowly or someone that was not in the up. Um, I didn't. I mean, context wise, it would fit best with shepherd. Um, but I didn't know if you had anything that that said anything differently. No, but muddy here really means to like. It's used in conjunction of uh, disturbing a puddle. Okay. Okay. So nothing. It's, hard. it's not yeah. poop. It's a bummer. Um, but anyway, God made a covenant with David. Um, there are many prophecies um, that, that bring messianic hope. Um, David was a shepherd um, and just as much as a king, um, or even before he was a king. Um, we get this idea of, um, yeah, so we already get this idea of, of, of a servant king um you get this idea of or a, a servant a shepherd that sort of thing we see in isaiah 40 through 4 40 through 55 isaiah 55 through 3 through 5 um this idea of a servant of the lord prince among them um god continually being seen as a shepherd um and also judge so we, we see a lot of messianic undertones mm-hmm. right here um, in this last part of Ezekiel, or last part, or this part of Ezekiel thirty-four. Yeah, yeah, you hit it. <laughs> so, speaking of covenants, you want to finish out the rest of the chapter? All right, I don't know how that has to do with covenant. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so Ezekiel uh, thirty-four, chapter thirty-four, verse twenty-five through the end, which is thirty-one. I. W- <clears throat> okay. Yep. I'll try that again. Yep. I will make them a covenant of peace and banish wild beasts from the land so that they may dwell securely in the wilderness and sleep in the woods. And I will make them and the places all around my hill a blessing and I will send down the showers in their season. They shall be showers of blessing and the trees of the field shall yield their fruit and the earth shall yield its increase and they shall be secure in their land. And they shall know that I am the Lord when I break the bars of their yoke and I deliver them from the hand of those who enslave them. They shall no more be prey to the nations, nor shall the beasts of the land devour them. They shall dwell securely and none shall make them afraid. And I will provide for them renowned plantations um, so that they shall no more be consumed with hunger in the land and no longer suffer the reproach of the nations." And they shall know that I am the Lord their God with them, and that they, the house of Israel, and my people declares the Lord God. And you are my sheep, human sheep of my pasture, and I am your God, declares the Lord God. So we go back to that uh, clouds and thickness. Um, 
I'm doing that just to see if I can make you laugh. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, <laughs> which pronounces that eschatological view or that end times. That's, you know, esch- eschatology is a study of the last days. Mm-hmm. Um, that's already been kind of pronounced over what's happening here. So this covenant that's um, presented here is actually not the covenant that talks about the coming of Christ in the New Testament. This is actually the last final covenant that's being expounded here. Um, This is, so it's kind of a broader uh, one. And some of the things that you see here is if you go through the section and you were to parallel it with uh, Leviticus 26, 14 through 39, you would see all the blessings pronounced in that passage are starting to come to fruition here. So uh, removing other nations or enemy nations from the people, Um, showers of blessing, the land producing in abundance, peace and security uh, reigning, deliverance um, and lordship, uh, you know, taking place. And basically uh, the fulfillment of the Mosaic covenant in its finality, where he says, I will be their God and they will be my people. Um, so this is a, a, a broader hope. So when people get a little bit lost or confused in the Old Testament, think that it doesn't have anything to say to them, well, this section here, Ezekiel 25, or sorry, 34, 25 through 31, is really the pronouncing of the blessings that will come to us in the end times, at the end of all things, when the covenants are fulfilled. So it all wraps up from the Mosaic promises and blessings from Leviticus all the way up, like carry all the way through the new covenant with Christ. And then all the way to the final covenant in eternity. So here, so what you're saying is we see a lot of hope. We see... Mm -hmm. uh, And And not just for Israel or Judah, but for all of us, for Mm -hmm. you and for me and anybody who's in Christ. Yeah. And so, yeah. So we see two aspects of hope. We have experienced Jesus in in our, our present day. However, we are still looking forward to the second coming of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And we almost see here a picture of what we still continue to look forward to. They were looking forward to the Messiah. And this is addressed in Ezekiel um, as this good shepherd. And and Jesus actually refers to himself as a good shepherd. Um, And now this isn't fully be like, oh, we've already got Jesus. So this Ezekiel thing's done. It's like, well, actually, it goes what we're still looking for from here is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, This is this is a fulfillment of of the entirety. This is this is the new heavens and the new earth. And like the things like and the trees of the field shall yield their fruit and the earth shall yield its increase. That, that to me right there is beyond the borders of Israel um, and the, the Mideast that I'm not even getting your politics anyway. Um, and they shall be secure in their land and they shall know that I am the Lord and I will break the bars of their yokes and deliver them from the hand of those who enslave them. Like they shall no more be prey to the nations. This is once again, this is not just for Israel proper, even though it, it, it can be a both and. But it's more in the light of that eschatological promise. Mm-hmm. And once again, it's the fulfillment. Uh, and it's the blessings of Leviticus that if you really think about it, the promised blessings of that covenant never really got to come to any fulfillment 
because Israel immediately turned their back on God once they got into the land. So even then those promises, like you might argue that under Solomon, like there's a lot of, but even that was like a, a shadow of like what really is to come. Yeah. So this is, this is, beyond <laughs> this is not like oh we're gonna have our state back i mean if you think about it what happens after ezekiel yeah they get back to their land yes they get a new home but then it's roman rule mm-hmm. like they, they they're persecuted all the way through israel is um through christ until you know that <laughs> this hasn't happened leviticus 26 bill has not come to reality yet well so. and, and if you're listening to it from america um, or probably if you're listening to it at all, you're probably in one of the Western worlds um, where you are not under the oppression uh, or under the rule of an oppressive government um, that necessarily... We do have a couple Australians. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, mate. Uh, actually... I'll never do that again. <laughs> yeah, please don't. No, um, so we don't really have a lot of uh, oppressive governments over us, so... We might not, right. We might not feel it um, in the extent that some of these other countries do, but just because we don't feel it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. Because there are plenty of oppressive governments out there um, that have not allowed this to be true. Um, Most of us who live in in one of those westernized worlds or or, um, in one of the first world countries probably jeeps in our boats on our iPads with our pixels. And you probably don't walk outside afraid that some lion's going to come chomp your head off. Um, but there are many countries and many places where Iran um, currently. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that might be resolved by the time you hear this, but probably not. Yeah. Um, you, you hang out with a, a lion and you're probably dead. Yeah. Um, so, so it's kind of one of those that, that you don't have that, you know, the, the, the wild beasts have not been banished. So sometimes we don't see this, but, but the reality of it is, is you're right. This is not has not been fulfilled, um, and but it is something that we do eventually get to look forward to because actually the promise is for what um, I'll make you the father of many nations. Um, it was never meant to be Israel exclusive from the beginning, um, and so one day we'll see um, this. I lost all of us. I got it back. Okay. <laughs> um, one of my favorite parts, though, is how many times throughout Ezekiel. Have we heard so that you will know that I am the Lord? And like this, though, is probably one of the first. I don't want to say it is the first, (laughs) but it is probably one of the first, if it's not the first in Ezekiel, where that phrase has been used in a positive manner. Mm -hmm. Like almost every time these things are going to happen, my judgment, wrath, et cetera, et cetera, is going to happen so that you will know or so they will know that I'm the Lord. And this time you see this beautiful picture um, of what is going to happen. And it ends so that you will know that I am the Lord. Like... I don't know. It's 30. Uh, yeah. So, and they shall know that I am the Lord, their God, with them, and that they, the house of Israel, are my people, declares the Lord God. And you are my sheep, human sheep of my pasture, and I am your God, declares the Lord God. And he actually spends a lot more time on that than he has with all the, I mean, other times it's always been really short, so that you will know that I'm the Lord. And whether he meant to keep going on for a while here, but like, he well, really gets into it. Yeah, and I think it's great the way he he. A, a lot of these are left like. Did you watch Mandalorian? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of these are left with I have spoken. Mm-hmm. And it's insinuated that I will not speak anymore on it. And this is like, I'm not done telling you how awesome this is going to be. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I'm going to be your God. Mm-hmm. You're going to be my people. But what I'm saying is, in this, you're the sheep yeah. and I'm the shepherd. Yeah. And I'm going to take care. Like, it really is like a, a, a excitement to it. Yeah. A, an enthusiasm behind it. Mm-hmm. Not, not an anger and a, like... They will know that I am the Lord, period. Mm-hmm. It's, no, 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 come here. Let me explain this to you. I am going to give you all you need and provide for, you know, it's just a little different. Yeah, yeah. What a great chapter. It was really, a great like, chapter. If you haven't read through it, read through it. Um, I mean, I know you heard it from us, but like, I, I don't know if I ever says meditate on this one. Mm-hmm. Like, love this one. Enjoy this one. Not our show, the chapter. Yeah. I, I mean, if you want to meditate on our show, you're weird, but yeah. you can. <laughs> I mean, I literally spent at least a week just, I didn't read much Bible that week. Like, really, this was the thing that just continued to sustain me as I realized that, that God is my shepherd and that all of these other people, situations, life, etc., bosses, whatever, like, mm-hmm. none of that matters because God is my shepherd. Like... Um, it really is a great chapter. And, and I've been addicted to Ezekiel since where like, I, I keep, um, I just keep going forward. I'm like, oh my gosh, um, where we're starting to get into a lot of that hope, that restoration you, you see. Um, yeah, it's been fun. Everything's fine. Okay. He's pushing buttons. Sometimes no, that's scary. I, I minimized something. I was trying to get it back, and it's a little bit hard, but that's what you get for using an iPad for your main computer here. Yeah, you should use a PC. I use a, I use a MacBook Air at home, but I, I just don't want to bring both. Okay. I use a PC at home. Yeah. Wait, I'm at home. I mean, I like I like my MacBook Air. I like my iPad. Just sometimes the iPad does understand that I am its owner, and it shall be my computer. See, I've never been able to afford Apple, so like... Dude, I, I always buy a generation or two older. Yeah. Well, I don't even know how to use an Apple ecosystem at all because oh, I'm like, your, I mean, I've been, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, well, wait a second. Wasn't the fruit that you weren't supposed to take in Genesis? Was not named. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody. All right. Thanks for watching. Can I try again? Uh, yeah, try that yeah. again. Thanks for listening. Meditate on this point. Talk to you later.